1: and your life to the next level. Today, I am so happy to finally have on my show, Shirley Baez. And let me tell you about Shirley. She is an inspirational force, mentoring and coaching hundreds to find their true greatness. She is the founder and CEO of the Lead Her Ship Academy. This company empowers women to step into their power and captain their professional and personal lives as true bosses. She is a speaker and published author of the book, Lead Your Ship, Unlock Your True Self and Captain Your Ship Like a Boss. Shirley is a 20 year army special operations, retired veteran and the recipient of the multiple military achievement and recognition awards. Shirley brings valuable lessons and skills to her coaching. Her book, Lead Your Ship, guides individuals to unlock their true selves and become effective leaders. Born in Dominican Republic and raised in New York City, Shirley blends the diverse background with a deep understanding of the challenges faced by women. She is dedicated to inspiring others and helping them reach their full potential Shirley bias is a catalyst for change guiding women to embrace their greatness and lead with confidence please join me in this wonderful podcast that's going to be themed growth mindset welcome shirley baez what a thank great you. background. Congratulations, thank you. thank you for your service and yay for all the accolades that you received. You must have been impressive as a military personnel. Thank you, thank you so much Vicki for having me today. I know
2: it's a long time coming, but I'm so grateful that we were finally able to connect. Um, yeah, it's it's been a journey, it's been an adventure uh, throughout my military career, but I'm I'm just happy that that now I get to
1: live like the second chapter of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. We always start with a very easy question of where do you live? Do you still live in New York? No, no. When uh-huh. I when I came into the military,
2: um, I uh, I went for uh, North Carolina. That's where I was stationed at. For, oh for most of my career. And after my retirement, I decided to come to good old sunshine state of Florida. So I was gonna say, so you're
1: either way, you were you're closer to me now. Florida actually is a little bit closer than North Carolina. Oh, nice one state away. Yeah, good. Depending on where you are in Florida, you're anywhere from four hours to 12 hours, eight hours away, I guess. That's the furthest I think it takes me to go all the way to the Miami, but very Wonderful. Cool. So, what is the importance of empowerment? Oh, wow.
2: For me, the importance of po- empowerment is, you know, providing, being able to get out of your comfort zone, yeah. being able to trust yourself, um, to take the leap of faith in somewhat challenging situations or situations where other people would feel, um, you know, challenged or not wanting to take that. Empowerment um, opens up your mind uh, to be open-minded on, mm-hmm. on a lot of, you know, goals that you wanna take. Um, it helps with your communication because you feel um, confident in yourself and your skin. You know, it helps with the decision-making process. Uh, for me, I know it has helped me a lot. Uh, being empowered to do so, being empowered to be the leader, uh, you know, that I grew up to be. So, Mm -hmm.
1: so whenever you you talk about all those things, I, I think there's two sides of that I'd like to further delve into. And the first is, as an individual, and as a woman, Either as an entrepreneur, small business owner, or just an employee trying to make their way in a company, um, what are what are the sort of tips or tactics that you should use to really play that empowerment card, if you will? I think a lot of times, you know, we sit back and we don't take the initiative. To empower ourselves, um, to put ourselves in that place. So, what would be some advice that you might give to that audience for really owning the um, the right yeah. to, uh, to be empowered?
2: Absolutely, and and I think sometimes you know we don't feel empowered because either our leaders are not empowering us, or maybe our leaders are not guiding us well and giving us the proper information for us to take enroll with it. But also it has to do with experience, right? Um, you know, the more times you do something, no matter how small it is, you're going to build that confidence naturally, mm-hmm. right? But also being in an environment where either the people, the places or things are nourishing that mm-hmm. aspect of you. You know, um, when I was younger, I didn't feel empowered. Why? Because I was in in an environment that did not provide that to me, right? Mm-hmm. And and it has to do a lot with how you grow up, your upbringing, but also being conscious of putting yourself or taking yourself out of that uh, negative or you know lack thereof environment and putting yourself in in a more dynamic and nourishing environment that's going to grow that. Um, I I say for for people what I would what I would tell them is to be humble always be a learner of life always be a learner of of everything of what you're doing and then definitely taking taking that what you've learned and giving yourself that opportunity to lead yourself and to even lead others to do something you know I think um I don't necessarily see things or see failures as something bad. It's just nice. lessons in life, right? Because yeah. now you know better for
1: the next time. So you partly uh, touched on the next part of the question. And that is when we're talking out there to the owners, the the managers, the supervisors of people. Uh, why is it so important that they do delegate and empower their folks, even if they don't know how to do the thing yet. Um, from looking at from a mentoring ship a mentorship type of thing.
2: No, I love that question because that happened to me as I was growing in, in the leadership role. Uh, a lot of times we want to hold on to our baby or we want to <laughs> hold on to something that we already know how to do or whatnot. But what we're doing also, it's depleting ourselves and getting to that burnout phase, mm-hmm. right? Especially when it's a big project. And so the the great thing about the people that you lead that might not necessarily know, you have to foster the environment of, of being excited about the vision and the goal, you know, it's very important to get their buy-in as well when you're providing them guidance um, and the mission and the vision. But definitely also giving them those challenges because that's the only way that they're going to break through. Definitely give them the guidance and even minimal because then you don't want to micromanage either. But you provide the guidance and the goal. And I'm telling you, once you leave them to do what they got to do, they'll they'll go and 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 they'll make it their own obviously Mm -hmm. people that you lead you you have to be also open for them to come and ask you questions yes to kind of just you know make sure that things are going well because at the end of the day you still have to follow up right Mm -hmm. a leader has to follow up and make sure that things are getting done but definitely now restricting them from their potential and from their creativity. So I think when you empower other people, it opens up the floodgates of creativeness, of innovation. Um, you get the buy-in. You foster
1: trust. There's so much goodness to that. So,
2: mm.
1: and really, what you were just saying is is really impactful. And something the underlining piece of that is. The communication piece of it, you know, which is my expertise, is when you are delegating, empowering people. The tone that you use when they do follow up, and where's this is where empathy and understanding and being that person that makes it safe to say, "I don't know what I'm doing," or "I screwed that up." How you mm-hmm. react to that will be telling as to whether or not they continue to be successful or frustrated.
2: Absolutely, Vicky. and you know what
1: the best leaders that I've had had a lot of
2: patience with me because <laughs> that was one. I was one that I would ask anything and everything, but they had the emotional intelligence to take a step back and know that at the end of the day I had to get the job done. Yeah. and they were really open with uh the things that needed to get done very succinct, mm-hmm. very concise um and then just very
1: empathetic. so yeah. and that's one of the things that I always for the people that worked with me, I worked with them to understand the what the expectations of their job is and and really how to do their job so that if they came with questions, I, would be able to at least help them to, to discover, you know, obvious it's best if they find the solutions themselves, but sometimes you have to be there and maybe nudge them along a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Them. And that's natural. Yes. Yes. For sure. So how can women oh. step into power and take charge of their personal and professional lives? Oh my goodness. That's,
2: that's a loaded question, but yeah. You know, because uh, <laughs> and, and also, I
1: guess it's like two different worlds, too, in the remote world versus the in-person world. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But, you know,
2: and I would speak from my experience, there's an inner world that we need to be mm-hmm. mindful of and work on, you know, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of us as women, we sometimes... Because especially in a male, heavily male environment, for me, the military, it was obviously heavy male environment. And I always felt like I was on the sidelines or I would put myself on the sidelines because I would I would psych myself out and say, oh, no, he'll do it better than me or 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 even another lady or she'll do it better than me. But what I lacked was self-confidence. Self-confidence in myself and my abilities that I already had. And and sometimes I was even perplexed that other leaders would see my potential before I did. And and I think we, a lot of us women, we fall into that trap of uh, imposter syndrome, right? Or being in an environment that there's some type A personalities and all of a sudden we want to clam up, (laughs) you know, but- you don't have to be a type A, you know, you don't have to be a type A. If you, if you know your job, you're technically proficient, there's nothing to worry about. Um, there's, everybody has their ways of communicating. Some are boisterous and some can be humble, but prove their point, right. Or set their point forward. Uh, but it starts from within. It starts Mm -hmm with working within ourselves, understanding ourselves. A lot of times we don't even know ourselves, yeah. you know, and and understanding what's our weaknesses and what's our strengths. And, mm-hmm. and as leaders, how do we accentuate our strengths while mitigating our weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? And that can be through, you know, empowering others to do things that you don't necessarily, that's not your forte, mm-hmm. right? Or learning, there's just different ways. Uh, definitely for me, it was a journey. And it was me telling myself, you can do it. You know, you can do it, you know what to do. Why? Why is there a a stall, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I say that sometimes I could have gotten further, if I would only get out of my own way. right? Because we put so much pressure on ourselves to have Mm -hmm. to be so perfect. And Mm -hmm. no, it shouldn't, mm-hmm. I allowed myself to make mistakes. I allowed myself to get fired. I allowed myself to fail, but you know what? The most important thing is getting back up, learn from them and man, just keep going at it. And and I think that became my trademark for a lot of the feedback that I got from my leaders is, man, Shirley, I mean, your capacity to bounce back be a team player and always wanting to learn. That that is your superpower, you mm-hmm. know. And so, I didn't believe it in myself at first, but then I'm I was like, man, there there's got to be something to this, and I embraced it. And I tell you that my whole world changed after yes. that. So, for a lot of women out there. Uh, get out of your of your own self, do some self-reflection, do journaling. Journaling helped me so much mm-hmm. because you, you'll be in awe when you go back and read some of those things and you're like, oh my Lord, oh my yeah. goodness, is that how I approached this or is that how I was thinking at the time?
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: really helps give you perspective.
1: Yeah, for sure. So please... Let's just continue on that thought and share the importance of self reflection, self improvement, so that you can unlock your true potential. And you've Absolutely. Just really started with the journaling. That's a great way to do that.
2: <laughs> yes, I, I started with the journaling. Um, I didn't know how powerful that was mm-hmm. going to be. I mean, I can show you my shelf is just full of books. I'm, I'm enamored by uh, buying notebooks because i love putting any idea that comes into my mind any feeling into a piece of paper mm-hmm. uh the power of the power of journaling journaling is immense because to me when i put something on paper whether or my feelings or my goals the universe just opens up for me and things just start popping up you know automatically obviously we have to do the work right mm-hmm. but you're setting your intentions and you're changing your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset and to a mindset of, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to challenge myself, but definitely journaling, meditation helped me so much. Um, When I was in North Carolina, I belonged to a group of individuals who would get together and just you know, aroma sense and aromatherapy and just breathing techniques and and just being silent, being silent with yourself. It's Mm -hmm. so powerful, especially nowadays with social media and information dump 100 miles per hour is so easy to get lost. Um, But yeah, journaling, meditation um, for me, it helps me to be around the water and listening, mm. listening mm. to to the water and even being in nature, of course, uh, because nature has a sense of because we all belong to nature. We all go back into the earth. Right. So so we're part we're connected. And so, you know, even if I take off my shoes and I lay my feet on the grass and just walk a little bit with intentionality that that works so much. Um I always believe that we're here to serve. We're here for something. There's a reason. And you should, you should figure that out. We're not just here. Yeah. You're not just here to be here. Right. Um, you have to be able to be mindful of why are you here? Why are some of the things appearing in your life and why life is happening, um, for you, not to you. Right. Mm. Um, definitely evolving it, it's a never-ending evolution we're here to grow definitely uh, 10 years uh, on my 30s or 20s i'm not the same person as i am now yeah. so
1: <laughs> yeah so true you know it, it's funny you talked about water and for me I, i'm the same way I, I live near a river um i anytime i I, I worked for an accounting firm for. 10 years. And so just before tax season, I would spend in October, I would just spend a week or so and in Florida to just experience nobody and and went by myself uh, and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to just listen to the ocean Mm -hmm. and have that silence in my mind that you were talking about. And it prepared me for the things that were going to be the craziness that was coming And I think a lot of times we forget about that. You know, we go on vacation, but we try to do so many things that we need a vacation from our vacation. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We forget that, you know, it's sometimes you just need to get away and just do nothing, as you said. And, you know, for me, the sounds of the ocean is so calming to me.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a a great book that one of uh, my... uh, one of the leaders that I used to serve told me to get, and it was in, in, in the still, right. Or mm-hmm. it was something like that in the still and the silence. And he told me just being silent is so powerful. Surely mm-hmm. just practice that. And you'll see that like a lot of the things that you're thinking about will make sense or it would yeah. come into perspective. So,
1: yeah. All right. It's time now for our rapid fire question. And so who has been your greatest mentor? Oh, God, that's such a hard question,
2: Vicki. I've had so many, you know, I would say this, my greatest mentor were the soldiers that I led in my, before I retired, because when you're a leader and you have people following you, how you feel inside would reflect, right? They were the, because of them, they were the ones that molded me to be a great leader, to do the work inside, to lead them well, to care for them. Not that I didn't, but I was a very um, closed in person. And, you know, they needed me. And so I learned so much from them um about the good the bad everything and um it just turned out so so well so well after that
1: so. you know it's so funny um my first job as a supervisor i had nine people <laughs> for my first supervisor job which probably for your team is probably small but um we had a task that was put upon them. And I knew that it was going to be challenging for them. And so all of the things that I did to help them not feel that challenge were influencing how I became a leader as time went on and um, how my whole feeling of leading with your heart, your head and your hands all came out because I considered them as people and not as just tasks masters or whatnot
2: absolutely that is so important even the Mm -hmm. smallest things as to passing by their office and saying hello Mm -hmm. how is your son how is your daughter it's small things like that people want to be heard and
1: cared about definitely so that's a great point vicky and i think it's even more so it's people need and sometimes they don't really recognize it Uh, Mm you know, but people need that. They need that community. They need to know that people care about them, that, that what they do for your organization, for themselves, for your family is important. Absolutely. And like you said,
2: you know, people need it and they don't recognize it until you don't show up. Yeah. When you don't show up, they definitely recognize that. And Mm -hmm. even if they don't really care for you to pass by, they will care that you never did. So it's,
1: it's interesting. um, I don't know if you remember, but in, in a lot of companies and they probably still do this where they have um, employee surveys once a year, you know, and always they ask questions about trust and integrity and your manager, do they care and things like that. And so I always found it interesting whenever some of the managers got low scores, then all of a sudden they started to come around the office of the cubicles. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the goal has to be that it's with integrity and, and people can see through that, you know, they knew, okay, well, he's just doing this to raise the score, which totally defeats it. You know, And we go back to authentic leadership. Yeah.
2: You know, just be an authentic leader. You know, don't do it just to do it because people it's all about relationships and relationships build trust as a leader to me is three things, communication, relationship that builds trust.
1: Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. It's time now for us to share my screen. So I'm going to share my screen with the information that you can contact with, get in contact with Shirley. But um, if you are just listening, I will read the information for the website. And um, as always, uh, you should be going right now to grab a pencil and a paper. <laughs> All right, so you can go to that's www.shirleybaez.com, shirleybaez.com. On Facebook, she is at nine zero eight. LinkedIn is Shirley Baez, with a hyphen between Shirley hyphen Baez. And then Instagram, she said, I am Shirley Baez. So I am Shirley Baez. Shirley, go ahead and take it over and talk about your ebook and your book, Leadership.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, if you go to my website, you'll get the free gift. For my ebook uh, on self-leadership there, I propose all of the principles that you should keep in mind and you should and you should follow to be not only a great leader for yourself and your life, but for others that you lead. I also am a published author of my first book, Leadership. And that is definitely going through the self-leadership process and utilizing leadership principles to do so. Um I also co-authored two other books that went number one on the Amazon bestseller, which is the powerful female immigrant, um, 24 stories, and then um the real women in real estate, uh, which we launched uh a month ago so you you can find all of those on my website
1: so um and can they find it on amazon too as well they can find it on amazon as well yes all right so just search shirley baez on amazon and you can find all those books they all sound awesome. I think I'm going to pick up a few of those myself. So thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest. You shared so many great tips and insights. It was been a pleasure getting to know you and um, learning more about what you do. I look forward to reading your books and hopefully um, we can do this again sometime. So as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.